Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? And this week, I am the Papi of Power. I am Nicholas Beans and Tart Toast, the game snob. Yeah, it's TJ Barry and I'm the uh, Boomer Reviewer. Bro, like, I'm still a man of Acosta. I'm still your casual gamer. Like, nothing's changed. Everything is the same. I'm Nick Palazzo. I'm the tryhard gamer. Okay, and for today's episode, I have the pleasure of introducing a very special guest. He just so happens to be a very good friend of mine, like, whatever. He's a super talented actor. He is a badass musician, and he's known as the Viner who still hasn't found his freaking berries. Please introduce uh, Giorgio Volpe. Uh, hey, hey guys. It's it's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm pumped to review this game with you guys. Thank you so much for being here, bro. Like, it means a lot. Like, you were the one that recommended this game to me. So, thank you so much for that. One, two, go ahead and let me know, like... What kind of gamer are you? Are like, are you like casual like me, or are you like a snobby boy like Senor Benetados over there? Like, what are yeah, you? Yeah, you know, uh, let me. I mean, really, the history of my gaming experience. Uh, you know, we got okay, but like, don't get like too into it. Like, we don't when have that much time. Two, but like, go when ahead. I was just... two in the womb. I was playing Sudoku, and okay, so like, what is your main console of choice? Yeah, so I uh, I play PS4. I play PS4. I'm a PlayStation guy. I uh, I love the narrative game. I'm loving The Last of Us. I like uh, I like narrative driven games, you know, something I can sink my teeth into. But then you got Apex Legends, you know, and that's just pure fun. So we got both ends of the spectrum. Ah uh, yes, PS4, good year. The Last of Us has my arch enemy Neil Druckmann. <laughs> but the consoles lack the power of the PC. The PC is unparalleled in its powerful potential. Yeah, bro, I'm gonna have to say like PC gamer for life. Thank you very much. But like anyway, whatever. Good opinion, mommy. Thank of course, like whatever. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh do you wanna go ahead and give us a rundown of what the hell control is? Yeah, no, hundred percent. So uh so control is definitely uh an interesting game. It centers around the uh, the main protagonist, which is Jesse Faden, right? You uh, follow Jesse Faden as she is beckoned to the oldest house, which is a government facility um, that hides some interesting secrets within its walls. And it's, if you like um, Warehouse 13, or if you're a fan of like the X-Files, that kind of interesting government secret top interesting, that kind of stuff, you'll love this game. You'll, you'll really be infatuated by the story, I think. Okay, wonderful description, pero listen, the first thing we need to talk about is the powerful puppy percentage of this game. This game, the gameplay, is unlike anything you've ever seen. Because sometimes you want to feel powerful, you want to have cool powers, right? That's why we play the games. A, a game like Jedi Fallen Order. You, you want to be a Jedi. But look at the powers they give you. A little pull, a little push. Nothing powerful. I don't feel like a powerful puppy. This game makes you feel like a powerful puppy puffed with pride. Adios. You feel like a badass puppy in the gameplay of this game. It's true. It's, it's very true. You get the craziest powers, and the, the most fun thing about the game is that there are more powers that you can unlock. See, see puppy of power here, he likes to find things of equal power levels. Ne never more powerful, but equal power levels. And this game is full of things called objects of power. And obviously, Papi wants more power. Mm. So, 
you unlock these objects and you get the you get incredible powers you get the ability to shield yourself you get the ability to pick up enemies and throw them with your freaking mind you can fly i listen listen i felt like a potent puppy in this game <laughs> i'm sorry um i have to disagree with you though been there done that bought the t-shirt listen control or should i say cruise control nay shall i say snooze control has been done already and in fact have any of you played a Saints Row game? Pero excuse me, these are, these are different beasts. This game, do you know what it does? It is Doom with a story. Nay, again, incorrect. This has been done before. Saints Row lets you do all of these things and more with a very comedic storyline as well. Pero papi, this game is funny as fuck. What are you talking about? This game is so freaking funny. Every time you, you pick up... Here's the thing, right? Right? You. You were the one defending the, the cheesiness of Until Dawn, right? Listen. Oh. This game... This game balances the comedy so perfectly because the world is so serious. But the little the little aspects, the, the little juicy pieces that they throw in are, are deliciously comedic. Uh, there is one point in the game when I am walking to the, the very important mission because, you know, Papi only does primary missions. He, the important shit, that's, that's where he's at. But I'm walking on my way to the mission and what do I see? There's, there's a little, a puny Papi sitting there staring at a refrigerator. The refrigerator is an object of power. He cannot take his eyes off of it. It's his job. And he is crying. He is begging for help. He says, please, I, I, I need to close my eyes. My eyes are hurting. But you know what? He has to stay there. Because Papi has more important things to do. So he flies off to do his, his important mission. And you can come back and help him if you, if you like that sort of thing. But uh, uh, these moments of a very intense comedy still rooted in the drama of the world it pokes fun at itself in a very very clever way and in all of the the little the pickups that you can find the files and and the writing th there is so much clever comedy in there a am i right uh, you, you have, uh, of, course. of course of course did you come across the rubber duck mission i am a personal fan of the rubber duck mission i was particularly fond of that it was quite funny however I will say about the gameplay, the balancing is all off. It is completely off. I, in, in order to maximize my full potential in the game, I dumped all of my ability points into the force push ability. And I'm using the phrase force push because it is exactly like one of my favorite franchises of all time, Star Wars. Because that's exactly what she is, a Jedi. So once I got all the force push abilities maximized, that is all I use throughout the entire game because that is the most damage you could possibly do. Everything else was useless. Okay, bro, like I'm going to have to like stop you right there really quick because like here's the thing. Because, like, when I was playing the game, and, like, you probably watched it, I did, like, the stream. So, like, my main thing was, like, I'm going to finish the main story first, and then I'll worry about, like, the side stuff. Like, not a big deal. Like, whatever. So, and I looked at some reviews, and I see some people, like, you know, people play differently. Like, that's totally okay. Like, like I don't, like, whatever. You do you. But me playing the main storyline and not doing the side missions, totally, like, I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, maybe I did something wrong, but, like, I don't know like it was the perfect difficulty for me to still feel like I'm being challenged as I'm fighting these enemies oh, yes, but still casuals. not being like uh can you can you, I'm sorry I'm not done thank you okay anyway so like I still felt like there was a bit of a challenge as I was fighting these enemies and stuff 
but at the same time i wasn't like discouraged to like stop i mean there was a like one point like with all those the people that kept like reappearing you know what i mean that one i got like stuck there for a little bit but like i was like no bro like i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out how i'm gonna do it and i did it that's it like that's just you know but like hey again if you want to play how you want to play and go bulk up hey like you can't tell me that throwing shit at people isn't fucking funny because it is it's been done okay so what star wars has been done for how long and yeah here you are keep watching this freaking movie like i did watch star wars all right i'm not talking about you specifically bro like can you please like just hear me out okay don't say anything bad about star wars (laughs) or what mommy mommy listen the nerd has a point the difficulty the difficulty is a little crazy in this game when you start when you start the game you start off feeling pretty freaking powerful right and there are a lot of missions when you when you get a new power and and you are just you tearing people up with the power you feel awesome and you feel powerful and you know what there, there is a balance to strike this is why i love a game like doom that game makes you feel like a powerful puppy you have crazy powers you can tear people apart with your hands but there is always a challenge because a powerful puppy without a mountain to climb is no puppy at all right so you want a good challenge the problem with this game is that it gives you these crazy powers but it fluctuates between giving you no challenge at all and giving you too much challenge it's very hard for the game to get the balance just right where you're always being challenged there are times when you're going to breeze through the game for forever and then there are other times where it goes so long without giving you a save point that when you die you are fighting the same cannon fodder enemies over and over and over again just to get to the actual challenging part and i saw you do it on stream i saw you climb those stairs 20 times every time you have to go out to take out those okay yeah i know i was there thank you the checkpointing is terrible in this game. It makes you go all the way back to the start of an area, and you gotta run all the way back to the encounter. I remember back in my day when you couldn't save a game. There weren't save points. You just had to get good, and maybe that's what this game wants you to do. It just wants you to be good at the game. Control is the Dark Thank Souls you. of control, I think. Does that make sense? No. No. <laughs> I love Dark Souls. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Please. Tell me more, please. <laughs> but it's hard to get good at the game when the game just has you doing the same boring missions over and over again. Look, uh, I'm not going to okay, lie. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. The big encounters, the special missions, the objects of power when you are fighting other powerful puppies, those are cool moments. I'm not going to lie. I love going head-to-head with a, with an equally powerful puppy. But when you're, fight, when you're fighting all the peons... The little babies that you're Little crushing. sponges. They're sponges. They're exactly. And the problem is all of the enemies, when they first get introduced, they're unique. But after a while, really, it's a lot of the same. And when you die and you respawn, it, it's I don't even know if they're scripted encounters. I think sometimes the enemies it throws at you are randomly generated because it knows that they are so interchangeable like that. It's true. It's true. There's something poetic about it, I think, such as life. You know, we can't predict the pacing of life. It almost, it almost reflects this nature. I feel like if there's an exciting mission every time, it's almost like, hey, you know, we got to build up. We got to keep building up. You got to maintain a little bit of, hey, this was a big thing. And now it's a little nothing. And then a little something. Bro, like, are you on drugs? <laughs> like, did you take drugs before coming on this show? 
<laughs> like that that's classified by it's the in the tea <clears throat> it's right in there he's drinking right now delicious bro like okay like yes these are all good points i hear you about the enemies like yes okay but like i still had fun bro like at the end of the day if i'm having a good time like i'm having a good time like yes did i scream a lot and like did i get a little frustrated sure but like it's a game like it's gonna it's happen it's like a donut you know a powdered donut you see you see one <laughs> i mean think hear me out i mean you, you, I, i'm listening i'm listening you, i'm listening no. it's like a powdered donut you know you go get one and you, you have one and it's real good the first time and then five times later it's still pretty good you know what pizza that's a better metaphor you know it's just it feels good to fling some his people it feels good and they keep giving you the feeling it's a it, 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 i think that they really got the weight of all the mechanics and the physics really well they they just it sits well in the game and i think that yeah it, it can get repetitive i don't i don't disagree but i think that it's satisfying every time mm. i do agree the gunplay and the mechanics and the flying are quite fun to do over and over again listen i agree with you on some of the points thank you okay i i think a lot of the gameplay is simple and satisfying mm. and i like that the gunplay is not too complicated there's not a million different weapons your abilities are pretty straightforward. They are simple, but they are satisfying to use. Mm. But the problem is when the encounters get stale or when the power levels are all over the place. Because then it's hard to keep someone engaged, mm -hmm. you know? And so when you get a little bit bored, when it's been too easy for too long... Or when a certain encounter, there's just there's not enough checkpoints, and then you are playing the same area over and over again. At that point, when you don't have the spice, that's when Papi loses passion. Aye. And when if Papi has no passion, what? Why is he going to play the game? Just so he can flex over and over to nobody? No, no you don't want to lose. The game needs to keep you hooked. You want to win. Exactly. You 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 want to overcome the challenge, but. If the challenge is not interesting, then I'm going to go fight someone more powerful. I need to find a puppy of equal power. If you wanted to save, why didn't you just go visit a control? You could always run back and save it again and then go continue. You would have to go and fight the same enemies. Oh. Because it respawns the cannon fodder enemies every time you respawn. Okay, but like, wait, because like, look, I know that that is true. Yes. But, like, if you saw me on the stream, there was a point where Gio came in and he was watching and he was like, like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, you, you could totally just, like, run past them. And I was like, bro, like, no, I'm going to fight. But then I was like, bro, if I keep dying and I just keep fighting these dudes, like, I'm going to be here forever. So you just go. Like, just go. Like, I do run past deep, them. But, go. like, look, there is there is one egregious mission, I think. And it is a mission where you got stuck. It is pretty much, it is almost the very end of the game. And you have to disable some devices. And it is just waves of enemies that are not particularly challenging, but it's just too many. And it's not a lot of fun. It's just tricky, but not in, a, tricky. Not in an intellectually challenging way. I, I don't get to flex my brain muscles. It's just oh tricky because are you kidding me, there's bro? too many of them. Intellectually challenging? Like, who are you? He's Papi. I'm the Papi of power. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you know this. Come on, bro. I, too, would like to disagree with you for a moment, if I may. Yes. The enemies do not always respawn. If you are an avid trophy hunter, such as myself, the trophies become very grindy towards the end for a particular reason. That's because the enemies don't spawn all the time. You must 
Complete certain missions within the game to get points, ability points, in order to spend on your ability tree. And there's a trophy for getting all the, no, a hundred ability points in the game. And you do not unlock through the main story and the side missions enough to get that trophy. So you must continue to respawn and encounter enemies again and again and again until you get enough to spend on all the ability tree points. And it is insanely grindy and confusing and I don't like it there. Very much. I mean, yeah, if you're like a tryhard, sure, like, yeah, that can totally be an issue, but like. But I, have, I have a question for Mr. Nerd Palazzo, Nerd Lazo. Please. Do you mind if I address you as this? You may. God bless. Well, I, I do you like Kingdom Hearts? I love Kingdom Hearts with well, all my soul <laughs> and being. Well, listen, it's like, I feel like it's Simple like clean. Hunters, almost. It's very similar in the sense that maybe they don't always spawn, but you kind of have an idea where they can spawn, so you're aware. Actually, oh, the spawning system in Kingdom Hearts, as long as you leave two areas away and come back to the area where you're trying to fight Heartless, they will indeed respawn. There okay. is a exact algorithm to how they respawn in that game okay, so i strongly cool. disagree okay, with your cool. point but i see what you're trying to say yikes all right well, <laughs> well that got a little bit out of hand but all right well th thanks for that you're welcome i do want to give some points to the game as far as the gameplay loop when you are in an interesting encounter i think the game steals from doom i keep bringing up doom but it is it is a game that makes you feel powerful this game does a clever thing in making you pick up power-ups and health by the enemies you kill. And so, sometimes you want to be, be a little scared baby. And you want to hide in the corner behind the cover and you want to take little shots at people. But this game, most of the time, rewards you for slaughtering your enemies and taking their health for your own. And I think that made me feel pretty freaking powerful. Uh, a poppy of power. A P.O.P. Exactly. Not an oops. Not an O.O.P. A P.O.P. No. I am not a mistake. Do not get it twisted. I am not an oops. I am a pop. And not a poop. Definitely not a poop. Which brings us to a good point. I think now we start talking about the freaking story of this game. Listen, Papi is smart and there's a lot of clever things in this game. But there are also things that do not get explained. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> this game, do you know what they did? The story was a house. It was the oldest house. They built the house. It was beautiful. But you know what they did? They left a big hole in the ceiling where the ending is supposed to be. And they <laughs> said, you know what? Oh, it's okay. It's okay. The DLC will cover that later. And that is unacceptable to me. Papi completes his projects. I, I got to tell you, I'm the kind of guy that I'll watch The Shining and stay up for a week watching the documentaries that people make about fan theories. Oh, the cans, the cans in the in the refrigerator have Native Americans on them. It must mean something, and maybe it does. But here's what I'll say. Is I stayed up nights thinking about reading the classified documents, reading the listen, if you if you play this game, you'll understand about every 0.2 seconds you get some sort of a, a of a of a document, a a yes. podcast, a recording, an audio file, and if you're a geek, oh, if you like world building, baby, this game is ugh, chock full of it. 
I will say this game reminds me of another that I like very much called Bloodborne,、mm-hmm. where the game gives you little trickles of, of information that you have to put all together and weave throughout the story and build the world and the story yourself. And I very much appreciate that form of storytelling quite a bit. I, I agree with you. Listen, Papi's powers don't just come from his muscles, it comes from his mind. And the game does a good job of, of letting you. Flex those mind muscles when you are putting this story together. There are little tidbits that are strewn throughout significant story pieces that you can miss entirely. Little recordings that reveal big revelations about the game that you could just run right past. And so it, it fleshes out the characters in interesting ways. It has little humor there. And you know what? Sometimes Papi wants to piss his pants a little bit. And this game. Well, it, did not, it didn't make me piss my pants.、Aww. But, I, I know, unfortunately. But, it did a good job of doing some Bioshock scares a little bit. It gives you a little, a little upgrade, and it throws, it throws a monster at you. Or, I go to get the upgrade, I fall through a hole, and I'm in the astral plane all of a sudden.、Uh, I kill some zombies, right? They're shambling, they're slow, right? I, I say, pfft. You're, you're puny. You cannot stand up to Papi. So I kill a bunch of them and I run away from the rest. And then I, I took too long in an area, and one of the surviving zombies had been following me for the last five minutes. I turned around and he was right in my face. And you know what? Papi likes persistence. So I give that zombie Papi points. Papi points.、Well, is it like whose line where the points don't matter, or are we just.、Uh... I love that. <sighs> no, like, no. The... Papi's points are important. Okay, we, okay, is someone keeping a timeline? I am. Thank you. Great. No, not even、he、like is, a little bit.、Is. But. Hey everyone, it's me with a couple of quick announcements. First off, we wanted to address some changes. Control recently announced their August update that addresses some of the issues that we have in this episode with checkpointing. Nothing major, but it may assuage some of those concerns if you're interested in playing the game. A lot of our other points remain unchanged, though. Next, we have chosen our winner for the Avengers giveaway, so congratulations to that lucky winner. They have already been contacted and accepted the gift. If you didn't win this time, don't worry, we have some more giveaways planned in the very near future, so stay tuned. And of course, as always, we want to give a very special thank you to our patrons who support the podcast Jerry Benetados and Ann Baird. Thank you so much. If you're listening and wondering how you can support the podcast, we actually have links in the show note for both our Patreon and by request, we have set up a Ko fi where you can make a one time $3 donation and buy us a cup of coffee, and that all goes to supporting the show. If you want to support us but don't have the means to do so, then please, please, please leave us a written review in the podcast app of your choice. It really helps with getting the show in front of more people. And lastly, if you like what we're doing here, please go check out our other show, Dungeons and Drimbus. Our main campaign is really ramping up, and if you like this show, this episode in particular, I think you would really like Dungeons and Dragons. That's all from me for today. I'll let you get back to enjoying the episode. Look, I just want to say I agree because the game definitely encourages you to explore. Like, clearly, this place is freaking huge, okay? This place is humongous, but they reward you for it, okay? They reward you for that, and I respect that. Especially as a person who we already know, we've established this. I love to just like walk around and look for shit. Now, for the sake of the stream, I couldn't do that as much because I'm like, okay, like I have a mission and I got to do the main storyline and I have to finish it by whatever. Okay. But 
I still got to explore a little bit and I freaking love that. And now that I'm doing the side missions, bro, like I'm having a blast. Oh, yeah. Like I'm having a great time. I, Are you I kidding? Think the best way to play this game personally is just set up some shop, turn off all the lights, just get get real into it. Put some headphones on. That's what I do. Surround sound. Because this is like in the same vein of Bioshock where you got like a thick world building kind of thing going on where you, you, the game asks you to get fully immersed in it. The soundtrack, the, the asymmetrical rhythmic patterns that give you some tension as the papi would say, you know, if you, if you like, like that's right. Mm. If you like collecting stuff, this game has your back. You got to check every freaking bathroom stall because there's an upgrade in there. There's an upgrade in there. Trust me. I will say one of the things that, uh, I, I think the, the story could have done better mm. are some of the characters. Mm. I think the characters... What? Listen to me. Listen to me. I highly disagree with you. Continue. I think the characters are good and entertaining. I like their design. I like what they have to say. But I think it stays... At, it, it, it plays on archetypes that you understand. And it fails to give some of the characters a little more depth that I would have liked. I think the characters okay. are good, but... Most of them could use with a little more fleshing out. Can you name drop for me, please? Can you yes, give me some? Yes, uh, uh, the creepy guy that Mr. Nerd likes. Oh, Ati? The, baby. No, the Ati coolest cool. janitor in the world? No, no. Ati is cool. Ati is fleshed out. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Mr. Langston, my favorite character in the game? Exactly. Of course, he's your favorite, you creep. Bro, what? are you serious? Langston is your favorite? He made a 69 joke. It was very funny. I- of I just want to go on record to say favorite. I think he looks a lot like Philip Seymour Hoffman with a lip scar. He does. I just want to say <gasps> he does. That's personally he does. when I was playing the game, I was like Philip Seymour, rest in peace, Philip Seymour. Um, yeah. I do see what you're saying. I I think though I I guess I'm an optimist. I look on on the positive end of the of that spectrum, and I kind of think I do like when characters aren't so fleshed out just enough to sit in the, the bed of reality that the game provides, but I do like the air of mystery. I want to figure out what's going on with these people, and I like that I don't know everything. I'm like, what's... why That, w- that was a weird off-color sentence. Interesting. Why'd they say that? I'll come back later. I'm just going to do something else and come back. I do like a little mystery. I appreciate how a lot of these characters broke the fourth wall quite a bit. Mm. I agree with that, but like in the case of... A, there is a woman that you meet later. She has a badass character design. Oh, and it is before a little puzzle. A little puzzle that you have to do. Marshall. Exactly, yeah, Marshall. Marshall. And listen, Amazing. Marshall Marshall us. is cool. But I wanted to see more of her. Where did she go? I Okay, like I can totally agree with you there. Because I also looked at her and I was like, bro, first of all, that jacket, straight fire. Oh, Loved it. Like, wow. And then two, I was like, wow. Like, an, a badass woman just in here being like, this is what we're going to do right now. And I was like, I got mad respect for you. And then... You're right, like, she's kind of, like, gone for a bit. So, like, no, like, I, 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 okay, I can get that. There is a story reason for her not being around, I would like to point out. Would you like to share with the group, Mr. Tryhard? Yes, uh, Gio might be a better one to explain it, but I believe a couple times throughout the game, they said that she is going hunting in the research department to go search for uh, an astral tear somewhere in the basement, I believe, and she goes on exploring by herself. They say she disappears for hours on end and no one can find her. Yeah. I believe. This is true. Right? (laughs) No, listen, Nerd Lazo, of course, 100%. So 
Oh, excellent. So essentially, just just to give us some more context of like how the game kind of runs, you're essentially in this ever expanding government building that is is inspired by a real life location in New York. Um, that is a windowless, completely like uh, just concrete skyscraper. And you visit different sectors uh, via an elevator passage throughout these uh, this whole building. And in doing so, you uncover characters, uncover documents and story points to kind of lead you through the main campaign. And yes, yes, so Marshall's a character that you meet. And she effectively is this, like, kind of badass, you know, like, soldier, fighter, trooper woman that, um, that yes, there's a story device that makes her unavailable for some of the campaign. But I think uh, maybe they're setting up a, a DLC where you encounter her wherever she's doing. You know, it's, it's interesting, but I do miss her. That's I agree hmm. with you, but this is my next big point. I'm glad you brought that up. I think the game was made... To sell DLC. DLC means downloadable content for all you normies out there. Oh. And so, here's the thing. I love having threads that you can explore in DLC. I love having additional stories so that that Puppy can really get in there and, and understand the intricacies of your mind and the characters. But what Puppy cannot stand is when businesses decide to be bad business boys and make decisions that are made to create profit down the line. BBBs. And it seems to me like this game is setting up some bad business boy decisions. It is not to say that it makes the game bad in and of itself, but it makes Papi wary to give over his money because you're going to support games that are not fully complete because they could have had this story in their heads from the very beginning and decided to hold it just because they knew that people would purchase the game mm-hmm. and the DLC after the fact. Not only that, but they're not giving people who own the game already a free upgrade to the next generation of consoles, therefore forcing people to purchase the deluxe edition of their product. Ah, uh, yes. So two triple B violations. Listen, I understand business decisions are difficult, and there are there are lots of factors that go into that. I understand. But if your customers paid $90 for a game that came out less than a year ago, and today the people who did not support you at launch can pay less than half of that and get the free upgrade, that does not seem right to me. Yes, so, so I guess the controversy what's going on here is that there are two versions of the game that are available for a PS4. There is the the uh, regular edition of the game with a season pass that you buy in addition to the base game, and then an ultimate edition that comes with the base game wrapped in with the season package. Now, the PS5 is coming out in a few months. I'm pumped. I'm raising my hand. You guys can't see, but it's a podcast, so <laughs> raising my hand, I'm pumped. But... Apparently, the only version that you'll be able to play that can be, like, fully upgraded in the future is the Ultimate Edition. If you bought the regular base game with the Season Pass on PS4, you can play it, um, essentially back cataloged, like, like, uh, you know, uh, what's the, what's the term called, Mr. Palazzo? Backwards compatibility. There we go. Grazie. So, yes, backwards compatible. You'll be able to play the base game backwards compatible, but it won't, I guess, run as smooth or as optimized for the PS5, which... No one's really too sure how that's going to go. But if you do want any future DLC for the game, definitely, I'd say, wait 
uh, or get the, PS, the PS4 Ultimate Edition so that you can upgrade it on the PS5, which is... It's lame, because I, I bought the base game in the season pass, and I'm like, que con eso, papi, right? Exactly! Listen, papi does not have that power because papi plays on PC. He needs all the power he can get. Terry Crews, I'm looking at you. Anyways, but papi plays on PC, so he's good. He gets the upgrades. Papi gets a 2080 Ti, and he has the most buttery smooth graphics you can imagine. But... What I cannot stand is the incessant whining of Mr. Palazzo over here talking about how the game ran on the PlayStation. And people like him are the people who need the upgrade and are the people who are not getting it. Tell us how you really feel, Plaza. The game, pardon my French, ran like dog shit on the PlayStation 4. Frames dropped all the time. I could not pause the game because if I were to unpause the game... Frames would drop to maybe three frames a second for, oh, I don't know, 10 to 15 seconds at a time. The game was unplayable. If there were multiple enemies on the screen with a bunch of explosions, game was unplayable due to the frame drops. And not only this, but this game had the worst texture popping I have seen in any game. I would stand in front of a painting that was completely blurry, and I would have to wait not but 10 to 15 seconds for that texture to pop in as it should i couldn't read anything i couldn't see anything it was horrible if you're gonna buy this game do it on the pc because the consoles are horrible for this game ah uh, can i tell you i thought that the frame rate dropping was the hiss corrupting my game i thought it was like a fourth wall break <laughs> let me tell you something <laughs> but you're right but you're right yeah the ps4 definitely suffers from frame rate drops uh the most optimized version of the game is definitely for pc um ps4 yeah it's uh it's it's an interesting one uh i although i will say it added to the tension of the fights i was like what's going on can't see something for a second what's happening i appreciate your optimism but i do not think this is the optimal way to present <laughs> the game to your customers absolutely so is that a triple b violation as well for the playstation i think so I, th- I think bad business boys you need to optimize your game come on Ray. and if you're not going to optimize it give them the free upgrade I, that's a good point. Listen, not everyone can have a PS4 Pro or a PC. I understand some of some of the peons, they need less powerful performance systems. Too much to handle. But they should still be able to play the game. They paid for the game. They should be able to see it. Did this game remind anyone of any movies in particular? Mm, no. That's a good question. No? That's a good question. It's the X-Files, yes? I'd say some X-Files. I'd say a little bit of Shining for me personally, the atmospheric nature of it. And then also, I don't know if we got any Shining nerds in the uh, in the audience here, but um, but I dug deep into the Shining. I don't know. You, you guys, the Colorado Room, the famous Colorado Room where Jack Nicholson is just, uh, hey, I'm not going to hurt you on the staircase, yeah? Tennis ball great so if we if we look at the layout of this area the second floor of the of the colorado room has hallways that lead into both sides correct you got when when you're riding the tricycle you see the entire layout right if you look at that hallway some of the doors lead directly out into the air of the colorado room like this lounge area so they they don't exist these doors and i like that that's the same kind of element as the oldest house we're in control. You guys have no idea how expansive and how large the interior of this building is because it's ever-changing. That's part of the story, you know. You guys uh, essentially are exploring this this ever-expanding uh, space. 
which I just love. It adds to the uh, atmosphere. It's like, what's going on? Is this room going to disappear when I get back? What if I have to pee? What if I get stuck in an astral plane once I leave? It's crazy. Not only that, this game also reminded me about The Shining a great deal mm -hmm. because people in this game could communicate and open and lock things through their minds. And not only that, but there is a location in the game called the Ocean View Motel, which reminded me a great deal of Overlook Hotel and that sort of vibe oh, yeah. and how that area really operated. I thought that was very interesting and very cool because I love The Shining quite a bit. I did not make those connections with the main game, but I will say there's one section in particular that I think you want to talk about. Uh, it is a section that reminds me the gameplay of Doom with the music, although not as badass, I will say, it's not as powerful, the music, but pretty good still. Uh, and then the movement and the presentation is a mixture of Monster Sync and Doctor Strange. Ooh. I thought you were going to say Inception. Inception as well, Inception yes. as well, yes. For sure. Bro, like, that's like the perfect mix. Okay, so I'm just gonna... I can just say it's the ashtray maze. Like we're not gonna get Correct. upset if I say that, right? Okay, thank you. Oh, no. You you can Look, you can go there like in the beginning of the game, yeah. It's no, but the thing is, like, you can go there in the beginning of the game, like you mentioned to me to do. First of all, screw you're, you for that because you knew I couldn't get through it. So I was just like walking around in circles, and I'm like, bro, how the hell am I supposed to freaking do this, dude? You're, so screw you're happy you. That you you experienced before you could get through it, right? But shut up, bro. Like that's not the point. The point is, is that I had to go and do all this other stuff. To then get the thing that I need to do this freaking maze. And let me tell you. Okay, okay. It was the happiest moment of my, like, life, I think. Of, like, especially, like, this whole quarantine. Bro, best moment. Like, that was amazing. That was amazing. It was amazing. Are you An ashtray amazing. I, don't. Don't. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Stop. Why did I? Um, don't let me bring a guest sorry. next time. Let me just say that. Yes. Okay, anyway. Next. Look. Mommy, you I'm asked saying, for it. You know, I like to Shut up, bro. Story. Like, he recommended a game, and I'm not even... Look, I'm not actually upset. It was a, I loved it. Whatever. But this maze, bro, when that music kicked in, the way... Look, I know, like, there's no way for them to be able to time the music with, like, what's going on in the game. Like, there's not, because it's going to be different for every person playing. But the way it timed out for me, oh, my God, bro. Like, I was going, and I was killing people, and the music was, like, going hard. But then you get to that guitar solo moment where everything's kind of soft, and I was just, like, trying to trying to find the right hole to fall through or the right door to go through, and, like, everything was just moving, and then it picked back up again, and then you're back to killing. And I was like, bro, that was straight up, like, chef's kiss. Like, that was straight fire, bro. Like, I could not. I just couldn't believe it happened. I'm sorry. Like, it I'm was the best part of the game. I won't say it's, like, the best part, but it's definitely, like, one of my favorites. Like, that was that and, like, the other thing that we all know what I was Did you feel like about. a powerful poppy playing that? I felt like a me a powerful me screw poppy poppy's his own person go ahead poppy poppy felt like a powerful poppy no shit i will say it was a pretty good section of the game i don't think i'm as crazy about it as everyone else but i liked it a lot for me the best part of the game is towards the end and it is a moment when my poppy power was rivaled by a poppy of nearly equal power i have to say <laughs> Throughout the game, you meet and get to know a character named Dr. Darling. And Dr. Darling, let me tell you, Porfa. he has puppy power beyond what you can imagine. Hiding behind his little bow tie and his lab coat is a banging body. 
and some incredible booty shaking skills. Oh my god. That's all I'm gonna say. That's no, all I'm gonna like, say. Dr. Darling, I have my eyes on you. You better not step out of line. You get to meet, you get to meet, get to know, and fall in love with Mr. Darling. That's the last part you missed. You you fall in love with this character. Like I would called it. You did. Like you said it as a joke at first and you're like, oh, you're in love with them. I'm like, no, bro, like not at all. But then like you keep going and you're like, bro, like those glasses, that bow tie, the sweater vest, are you kidding? Like you're gonna tell me you don't love this person? No, like and you're it's lying. Hard, it's like hard you're straight to not up lying fall in love face. with someone when they're uh, in front of like grainy film. You know what I mean? It's it's so hard. And like the aesthetic too, like we already know, like I compared it all the time on the stream, but like I loved it. And then that I don't want to spoil because that's like a super good part. But like Bobby, like I know exactly what you're talking about. And exactly. I wholeheartedly agree. Like we are on the same like same page, same book, same like section of the library there. Like for sure. As the kids say, I am a doctor, darling, a stung. <laughs> Over. <laughs> now, you brought up aesthetic, and I, I just want to talk on it for a little bit. This game, listen, beautiful. It's the way I like to lay out everything. Big white text. That is the aesthetic of the game. And it is freaking great. I love it. I want to have it framed on my wall. You enter a new section, big white text. I cannot even see what the game is doing. I don't know where I'm walking and I don't care. Okay? It's wonderful. The aesthetic of the documents, perfect, crisp, little square corners. Listen, I like my things to be organized. Papi likes nice pressed things. And that it is so clean. The layout, the menus, all of it. And the game even does... Listen, it gets a little funky. It gets funky with some full motion video. If you don't know what full motion video, it is when in a game you throw in actual video of people. Mm. It, is, it is not computer generated. It is video. Dr. Darling knows how to rock the full motion video stage. And there are little tidbits of it throughout the game with other characters as well. There are little moments where it juices it. And while it is off-putting just a little bit, it is wrong, but it is also right. You like nice pressed things? I do like nice pressed things. Do you want to do my laundry? So I'll be the one to interrupt Bro, here. Bro, like what? Here's, here's what I'll say about your laundry and also about control is that both <laughs> just smell really nice. And and what I mean by that is, you mind if I throw out some some terms that just come to me, guys? Go for it. I love word association. Here's what I'm going to say. Control the aesthetic, the style, the architecture, it's giving me concrete. It's giving me mm. brutalism. It's giving me yes. just sheer interesting lighting. It's giving me bureaucracy. It's giving me uh, municipal buildings. It, I mean, this game it transports you, you feel like you're in jury duty or going to a DMV one second, and the next second, you're in a black hole's armpit. I don't even know what's going on, you know what I mean? It gets crazy. It combines the abstract with the mundane, and it marries the two in a weird jambalaya goop that is so much fun to jump through and fly around in. I think the aesthetic of the game, the, the world building is so strong here, and the visuals especially, there was a... There was a, a really thick visual language that they wanted to uh, to present to the audience, and I think they did a really good job, personally. I agree. Sometimes a puppy needs to be brutal, and this game lets you be a brutal puppy. That's right, baby. Concrete. How do you say concreto in Spanish? Exactly like that. 
<laughs> Oye, mira, I might be a puppy as well. <laughs> okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm sorry, excuse me. It's okay. But don't do Never. it again. <laughs> Just a guest. <laughs> oh, yes, Nerd Lonzo looks like he has something to say. I had one thing to talk about because it gave me a little bit of a fright. When I was watching our friend's stream, I noticed she uh, she came across a couple of uh, TV screens that were... <gasps> quite horrifying and uh what really creeped me out was i couldn't find them in my game i looked very hard and i couldn't find them and that really disturbed me okay so we're just gonna say we're gonna name drop we're talking about the threshold kids (laughs) there is this little like mini series of these little like puppet things puppet dolls whatever and like you find them you well apparently according to mr palaz over here like you don't always but like i happen to find two or three i'm not positive i'm not also not done with the game but like i found like two or three and the moment i started watching this video i was like first of all i don't do dolls like i just don't do dolls okay like that's just like cut print done two it was just like super eerie for no reason because they make it feel like it's supposed to be for like children and you're watching it and i'm like i am like a quote-unquote adult and i do not like this like even a little bit like i'm not a fan geo do you want to go ahead and let us know because i know you had mentioned this to me and you were like yeah dude like you're all for it go ahead so so what feels to be something that has no place in this game and is uh, like completely not explained at all definitely once you start delving into the lore of the world you make it makes sense as to why they're there but essentially you're just you're just doing your thing you're walking around and you you kind of come across these tvs in what looks to be like the uh, back interrogation room of like a police you know building or something like what is this you just turn on the tape there's nothing paranatural supernatural about these tapes they're just regular vhs tapes and they show effectively like a crappy homemade uh, camcorder children's show called the threshold kids that is optional it's totally an optional thing you never have to locate them for a mission or anything but i'm pretty sure there's like six or seven of them which is hilarious to me that you found not that many of them which is that just shows how how creepy the whole thing is but it's it's everyone's do you know when you when you're on like YouTube at three in the morning down a rabbit hole of old children's stuff you used to watch when you were a kid? This is like at the end of that. This is the end. Let's of it. theoretically say yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you 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 know what I'm saying. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know, you're like Dragon Tales. I haven't seen that in seventeen years. Let's pop it on. This is at like the, the Bugs Bunny cartoons. hundred, yeah. Or if you're if you're you know not seventy five. So yeah. Um. You, you totally, you totally, this is at the end of that thing where it's like the most horrifying version of a children's program. And, uh, it's just there for you to hang out and and watch. (laughs) I love them. Incredible. Bueno, do we have anything else or do we feel like we are ready to cast our votes? Bro, I'm ready. Okay. In the case of control, how do we vote? Listen. This game betters the humor of Until Dawn, the mystery of Outer Wilds, and the powers of Jedi Fallen Order. But ultimately, something is missing. Something to keep Papi passionate. 
And so while the game makes me feel like a powerful puppy, it does not make me feel like a passionate puppy. And it makes it easy for me to put down the game. Combine that with some questionable bad business boys practices. And ultimately, I found it a little too difficult to stay passionate about the game to complete it. So I cannot recommend that you buy it. It is a should not buy it though. I agree, triple B violations are not the best for a good game. Um, and just going by gameplay alone, not the story, I have no comment for the story. The gameplay itself is not fair, not exactly challenging or new. It's been done. And therefore, I do not love it. So I cannot buy it. Well, guys, I'll chime in here as the guest. I, I must say, I'm uh, holding back tears as I speak. Because I feel, <laughs> I feel that we didn't get the full impact. You know, <laughs> Papi, do you want a sequel to Inception? Do you really want a sequel to Inception? No. Yes, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, if Inception had some DLCs, But <laughs> here's the thing, here's the thing. I don't want the DLC and I don't want the sequel. I just want the whole movie. I, I feel. Personally for me, I'm gonna get it again for PS5 DLC, baby. The story hooked me in, the world building got me. I think it was just, I played it at midnight and I was there. I felt like I was in the oldest house. Oh, it was fantastic. If you like atmosphere, if you like really interesting storytelling and narrative structure, if you like interesting visual language and aesthetic, I say go for it, give it a whirl. You know, hey, I say I should buy it. Those are fair points, I give you a puppy point. Grazie, porfa. You now have two puppy points. Thanks, thank you for the tally. <laughs> Look You're man, welcome. the game is fun to play, even for an old guy like me. It's $25 at Target, $20 on the PC, and it's on PSN now, whatever that is. I had fun to play. It reminded me of my childhood and the Star Wars games and just beating people up with a trash can is just good old American fun, which is what we've been missing these years. So I'm going to say you should buy it. How was your childhood? Did you th did you throw gas, uh, fire extinguishers? At we didn't have video games back in my day, so we threw trash cans to feel joy. Wow, it's it's full of nostalgia for you. I'm happy to hear that. We also had psychic powers. <laughs> no, the fifties were a crazy Whoa. time, baby. <laughs> crazy. Okay. Uh, so on that, look like. I feel like it's not even a question with me. Like, I feel like it's even stupid to ask me this question. But, like, right now, bruh, it's a dale, bro. Like, it's a hashtag dale, bro. Get the game. It is either a dale, bro, or a sale, bro. And right now, we're straight up dale, bro. Like, go get the game. Like, what? No, I'm sorry. This game, first of all, it really did make me feel like I was in control. Like, it oh, really that's did. the name of the game. Really <laughs> did. That's crazy. Thank that was you good. So that was much good. for that was noticing. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll be here, like, for however long. But, like, overall, the game is a good freaking time. Like, we made our points. It's it's fun to throw stuff at people who are your enemies and who also just so happen to not be your enemies. And the world building, mwah, chef's kiss. The exploration, mwah, another chef's kiss. That's two chef's kisses right there. Like, that's, like, a lot. Like, that's two little besitos right there for you. Like, you're welcome. So, 
And you know, like, I'm totally gonna go and I'm gonna buy the DLC. Like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna finish these side missions and I'm gonna have a good freaking time doing it. Okay? I had a great time. I had a blast. Gio, thank you for the recommendation. Thank you for playing. I feel changed as a person. Yeah, bro. Like, anytime. But now I'm gonna pass it on to my boy Palazzo and let's see where he stands because, uh, you can really, like, kind of ruin this for me, bro. Okay? The console version of this game has a supreme amount of technical issues that I cannot stand. However, the lore of this game is some of the most fascinating I have seen in any video game. And what this game is, down to its bones, is Star Wars, except you're a flying Jedi with a gun. Therefore, I must say you have to buy this game. With a yeah, caveat. that's my boy! With a caveat. Buy it for the PC. Not the PlayStation or the Xbox. Buy it for the PC. That is all. And in the case of Control, with a vote of 4 to 2, you should buy it though. Congratulations to the guests for braving the danger of the guest-recommended games and prevailing with power. I now can completely just, just pee with ease. I've been waiting for a week now just to... I mean, so much stress. You guys are a cutthroat. You know, you have a reputation for just... Whew. So, uh, finally, the bathroom is mine. Me too. I just peed. You should just get it depends. It's great. <laughs> I've been peeing this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for having me. Thank you for being on the show. Yes, thank you to our guest. I'm sorry. Papi forgot his manners. First. That was almost a bad boy, a bad boy move, a BBB. I thought I was forgetful. Giorgio, uh, where can the audience find you? Ah, yeah. Well, you guys can find me on my website, uh, geovolpe.com. Uh, right there, you can see my gallery of some theatrical shows that I've been in. And uh, and also, I'm teaching guitar lessons throughout this quarantine. So if you're interested in learning the uh, the wonderful and fulfilling world of learning an instrument, please uh, let me teach you. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, you know that's what I got going on right now. You gotta, and, and I'll be playing some DLC of Control. So uh, so I'll catch you there. Beautiful. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a blast. Uh, uh, a force push blast. <laughs> I see what you did there. Mm. Can I leave now? It's past my bedtime. <laughs> I'm, bro, like I'm waiting for Palazzo to do his thing. Is he not gonna do it anymore? Goodbye. Okay, like that is the one constant that I need. Like if we're gonna be making changes, that I need that, bro. I like for that. real. Thank you. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> do you mind if I try it? Please do. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're better at it for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the outro clip. Okay. <laughs> For every guest we have on this show, they get a, they get to attempt the goodbye. The goodbye. It's like I accidentally clicked on head time for two seconds. Oh. Accidentally. Accidentally. <laughs> I accidentally.